0: Welcome to the Fan Bros! The show where the Bros are fans! Doodle! Welcome everyone to another episode of Fan Bros Special Delivery. It's your boy Kim Sonian, Space Ghost Producer, in the spaceship tonight, alongside my partner, Chico Leo, flying co pilot. That's right, everybody. Special Delivery fan bros, Chico Leo, Kim Sonia. We're about to run down the hot TV shows, as Ben-Hameen likes to say. Um, so, well, he's on his own solo mission. while well, he's out there being Inspector Deck. or ben Hamine might be more Killer Priest. What do you think? Right. I th- I think that sounds be- about right. Did yeah. You-
1: did you actually see Wu Tang Clan when they were on the Daily Show that last week?
0: Yeah, I did, and I felt it was kind of yeah. uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. It was really strange. And yeah. um, Capadonna's got that beard that's like super edgy, cut um, like razor sharp sculpting of the face, as which is all the trend these days. Okay. Yeah,
1: although not 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 here in the co pilot seat. That that's not the trend. Although it might be the trend come uh, come come Tuesday.
0: I think I think you're setting a new trend for beards, Chico. Anyway, right. let's get to our first show tonight. Television. This is now the golden age of television. So if you're not watching some of these shows, you're really missing out. Uh, but we are covering uh, first off the final season of True Blood. This episode called Almost Home. What do you think, Chico? What did you think about the episode?
1: I think we're almost home. I think there's only two episodes left, and uh, I, I think that once the show is over... Uh, yes, this is the golden age of TV. I, I don't know if when, when they talk about it a thousand years from now if True Blood is going to be you know at the top of the list of shows that they talk about, but uh, we, we are almost in the... We are in the home stretch. Um, there's only two episodes to go. Um, I... Like I think many viewers am watching more just because i wanna you know i I put so much time into it I wanna see how it's gonna end um you know uh, I thought you know all i all things considered, I thought tonight was uh you know more more harmless than than maybe some of the other episodes have been, but uh you know i wasn't I wasn't moved to tears or laughter or you know serious horror excitement.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, right, so it was basically a very bland episode, but i I thought say, so i- I gotta say, um personally, I thought that this was i don't know if all the stars aligned, but this was the best episode of the season for me in that the first half hour is kind of non stop, and I literally was looking at the clock and saying, Wow, there's a lot of action going on, um, and it literally was still going on halfway through the episode, and usually. There's, like, maybe a five-minute action scene and then, like, 15 minutes of, like, Drek and uh, a Bill flashback to the Civil War and all this this craziness. But, um, you know, just to let everybody know, uh, we have an antidote to Hep V, and uh, now we're seeing how the antidote is being played out. Eric is now better. I'm spoiling the whole thing. I'm sure Ben will add some spoiler alert alarms here. But, uh... You know, for those, we're always assuming that you have watched the episode. So for those of you out there who haven't, either turn this off or let yourself be spoiled. Well, not turn it off.
1: Just fast forward to the next one. <laughs> or next or just fa-
0: yeah, just fast forward. So basically, we're coming to the end of the c- series. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Ben said at the beginning that, you know, he just wants to see how everybody's going to be dying. And what's interesting is now that we have this sort of antidote, it kind of throws a wrench into the idea that everybody's going to die at some point. Um, and I know, based on the books, obviously everybody can't die, but at the same time, there are some uh, pretty interesting evolutions happening for certain storylines. Uh, the Tara episode, I thought, was kind of interesting with her, with her mother having this vision, and uh, Tara kind of, through her ghost vision, is leading her parents, or basically her mom, to a spiritual release where she's free of her worry about Tara, and... Like well, a, her
1: guilt of having been a bad mother, which which she was.
0: Which is ba- basically her whole storyline the whole season. I mean, the whole yes, series. Yes, the whole series, whole yeah. The whole series, you know. So I thought that was actually kind of interesting. So maybe there's some relief there. Um, I,
1: we got to see Lafayette as a little kid. I thought that was, like, the high point of, of, of all that. I like that. The... Uh, Did you see, I mean, when, uh, I think it was uh, Sookie gives Tara, there's like a, a, they witness a flashback, and Sookie gives Tara some earrings that her grandmother made. Exactly. And Lafayette was like, yo, can she make me some?
0: Right, exactly. I I always felt like, uh, you know, I always wanted to see more of Lafayette. We've always said on the show that, you know, if there was a Life of Lafayette show, we'd all watch, although... I would watch that
1: over True Blood, for sure.
0: Exactly. I would love to see Lafayette in a small town with vampires. I think that would be a great show. Right. So, uh, anyway, that was a very interesting part. A couple of other segments that weren't so, um, I guess, poignant. They didn't need
1: to bring back Hoyt. They just didn't.
0: Yeah, the Hoyt, Hoyt, that's what I was just about to say. This Hoyt thing is kind of slowing things down. It's really getting cooking with the Japanese Elvis the Yakuza, who are trying to pimp out the Hepfi antidote, and they want to make it so that they can make some money, which I really I dig all that kind of stuff. Um, so Absolutely. They, they spun it into a good one. So anyway, I thought that this was actually a really jam-packed episode of True Blood, The uh, Jason's rescue sequence, or lack of rescue sequence. Yeah. Um, well,
1: although they killed the most beautiful vampire on the whole show.
0: Right, and I, I guess, yeah, she was kind of full of herself, but I really I, I did think she was the the one who stood out. Um,
1: she she was in uh, Euro- the Project Europa. She played an astronaut in that. Uh,
0: Is that the uh, Chico Leo Netflix pick of the week from, like, in April or earlier this year? A
1: lot longer than that, I think. Uh, okay. But, yes, yes, and, and a, 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 a long-past Netflix pick of the week.
0: All right, um... So, yeah, anyway, True Blood, um, I, you know, one thing I was thinking is that we were making these t-shirts based on True Blood, so go to the Fan shop, for those who don't know, if you're listening, um, check out uh, the Fan shop on fanbros.com, you can see a link. We already have a My Mayor is a Dog t-shirt, and uh, the other t-shirt I was thinking about was Fang Banger. I kind of like that name. Um, Fa- I don't know. And what
1: would, be, would you have an image, or uh, that you is know, dope?
0: It is a dope name, but yeah. So I don't know, and it's also kind of, uh, it's also kind of derogatory, I guess, in the way that you right. put on the show. But I thought that would be a good T-shirt. So anyway, anyway, stay tuned, fan Bros. Maybe there'll be a Fang Banger T-shirt out there soon. Um, but yeah, I really thought the first half hour of the show was really, really tight, and um, I'm actually like not bored, and I'm like maybe the next two episodes will make up for the last. I don't know. <laughs> Seven? <laughs> you know, who knows?
1: Yeah, more than that. I feel like the show fell off a couple of seasons ago and never really got back on the horse.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I was absent those seasons. Yes. So, uh, again, Ben Hammein forcing me to watch the, uh, the some of the bad shows, but it's all good. I'm actually kind of pleased at this episode of True Blood. So, moving from one uh, vampire show with vampire lore... To so the next newer vampire show, The Strain on FX, every Sunday night, 10 o'clock. Chico Leo, tonight's episode called Runaways was in line with the rest of the series. I thought it was actually a turning point. I think we're at episode, this is episode five, I believe.
1: Well, it's definitely a turning point in the whole, like, you know, in the, in the show, in that, you know, people beyond the original four or the original just the vampires that were on the plane um, are now sort of making their appearance. I mean, when that vampire was in that old folks' home, uh, the one that was purported ridiculously by the show to be in Prospect Heights. (laughs) Um, So I... I, well, I, anyway, the, the, when that van, when that one started attacking people, obviously it's out there. I mean, it's going to be a headline in the New York Post or the Daily News the, the next day. Right. But I, I just want to say, so I have some problems with the strain. All right, this I give is it, good.
0: This is good I, because because Ben and I are always such you know. I mean, we've been talking about the strain, how much we like it. So right. this is good. I want to hear your contrary. I, I give it
1: very high marks. I think Guillermo del Toro, he who directed the pilot, is is in you know a top top of the game in terms terms of like the visuals creating visuals um i think the horror on the show of the you know the the tongue snake thing coming out of the mouth is cool um but i i I, and i give that's like the effects and and the uh, and the look i give very high grades but i i don't the characters are all so such like tv characters um they're they're I'm, not, I'm just not feeling any of them. I mean, I did feel that way in the first season of The Walking Dead. It took me a while for the characters to really grow on me, and they did. Um, I will admit that this is a pet peeve and not a huge problem, but it's very evident to me as someone who's lived in Brooklyn my whole life that they're not shooting these any of this in New York. So when they give these very specific addresses like <laughs> Avenue D and it's like clearly some warehouse district in L.A., or when they say that the old folks' homes is in Prospect Heights, and then they run outside and they're in some area that just is not is not in Prospect Heights. Like it's it just doesn't. The, even the light doesn't look like New York light. I mean, I just I've, I'm reminded of Rumble in the Bronx, the Jackie Chan movie, which is supposed to take place in the Bronx, supposed to be shot in Vancouver, and there's like mountains in the background. And uh, for <clears throat> Fambro's in the Bronx. Or those who visited the Bronx, there are no mountains <laughs> <coughs> excuse me, um, sorry, I got so so overcome with the passion of that, so yeah, so i I think the char- you know the characters are kinda uh um you know, oh my God, my wife has cancer, and these guys are gonna you know set her up with the cure, and so I'm gonna let the guy in the door. It just all seems very sort of basic, been there, done that um. The new take on the vampires is interesting, um, but there's just been so much vampire stuff out there that it's just sort of a variation. I mean, this is one of like, am I exaggerating? I say there's like ten vampire shows on like throughout the the season. You know, if you include you know, the, you know uh, the. The, the show with the three roommates, with the vampire, the ghost, and the werewolf, and vampire diaries, and it just, there's a lot of vampire stuff, and this is a nice, a little bit of a change, you know, having it be this virus, but I don't know. I mean, I'm going to continue, I'm certainly going to continue watching, and I think it looks good, but I think it it's a little clunky in the way that I thought that the, uh, the Jaeger um, kaiju movie was clunky as well. <laughs>
0: That would be a Pacific Rim. No, Pacific I, I, Rim. Yeah, I hear. I hear you. Um, and I, I, I'm for some reason immune to the fact that they're saying Flatbush Brooklyn, and it looks right. nothing like Flatbush Brooklyn.
1: I mean, because they don't even need to do that, you know. Like, why call attention to something, and then when when it's noticeably, um, that that's that's all. I mean, I don't want to blow it out of proportion, but it takes me out of the show every time because they give you like a specific location and then and then you're like but that's not that you know like I, I don't know it seems like an unforced error to me or the fact that most people watching it uh, you know don't you know aren't going to notice because they've they've never seen
0: avenue d exactly. well that's the other thing i was going to say i don't think people really care except people who might live around the corner from what, right. they're, what they're calling tribeca or soho but at the same time um what i really do like about it is that it is you know moving at a pace story-wise that i really like and there's no kind of dead time and i do hear you about all this vampire lore and it's literally shifting three degrees to the left where true blood is really doing this kind of comedic soap opera slash gothic southern gothic take on vampire lore and, and kind of fantasy lore um here you have The Strain, which is really, again, putting the CDC front and center kind of the way Walking Dead did, um, except they're more of an active role. There's a lot of CDC in, in these shows now. And I think the only thing it resonates with is that, you know, they're treating it more like a like a plague or some sort of like know, Ebola. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah. all you need to do is swap out the headlines today. Right. For. You know, the strain, and obviously Ebola doesn't turn you into a, a tongue. What, what is that? What is that thing that comes out? The It's a tongue sucker? Is it a...
1: Well, I, I think it's like the it's the parasite that's inside the person. Right coming you know sort of launching itself out of the largest orifice which would be the mouth
0: right right
1: and um you know i think i I have no idea i don't know the strain but it would be cool if in future episodes maybe like if two of them came out of somebody's eyes or if one came out of somebody's ear if they if they gagged them or something like that
0: that's 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 a good idea maybe you might want to soft pitch that to guillermo for next season well, that's
1: like that's keeping with the Ebola thing because the Ebola thing is you start bleeding out of all your orifices, and so in terms of that, um, it has been very you know not fortuitous for thousands of people in Liberia, Guinea, right. Sierra Leone, and and possibly Nigeria. But it, it it this event has I think is a little fortuitous with the strain.
0: Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where you kind of say like, huh. The headlines and the TV show are, you know, I mean... Yeah, art imitating life. To, you're right, to some degree. Um, the only, this episode in particular, though, I did really appreciate the flashback. My favorite character of the show is uh, Zatrakian, the old man, who's a remix of Van Helsing. He's the vampire hunter, and right. he flashes back to... there are, Again, with the flashbacks, uh, he flashes back to... His youth in a concentration camp, where he first sees the so-called master, and because he's seen him up up close, he knows the damage it does. And uh, I was like these cool, older, experienced guys who kind of act as like the kung fu master, who has to teach the young, uh, you know, students how to how to be experts at their craft. Right. And so he comes with that samurai sword and just cuts the heads off.
1: So. I, I, I just want to say two things. One, I know it's based on a book, so this could totally have been in the book. But uh, in either the first or second season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is really the show that started all of this whole vampire stuff that's been going on on TV, the major villain is the master. And so I was I definitely mm-hmm. immediately thought of that. But, uh, you know, obviously that's, that's neither here nor there. I just sort of thought they could have come up with something a little more original. Um, but but Penny, the other thing I was going to say
0: on Penny Dreadful it's the Master too. I mean the Master uh, yeah, is the basic that, name of Dracula, right? You know? And I was going to say right. that's
1: because they probably couldn't use the name Dracula because of for copyright reasons. I I don't know if they could or couldn't, but that that's what I was thinking why they they called him the Master and didn't call Renfield Renfield on on that show. And then the other thing I mean I'm sure you've brought this up, but that of course is. Uh, the dude who uh, caused the red wedding on uh, Game of Thrones.
0: Who? I'm sorry, you're jumping around. Who?
1: That actor who plays the the old guy that you're oh, talking Zetrakian. about. Oh, Zatrakian. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah.
1: Walder Frey. On, yeah, we all know him as Walder Frey on Game of Thrones. Who you know committed the the worst act on on TV. Right,
0: right, right, right. No, totally, totally. I love how they kind of mixing and matching some of these actors for some of these yeah fa- fanbro s type shows. Anyway, um, I'm digging The Strain. Hopefully the fan bros out there are digging The Strain. Um, it is, you know, mature content. It's good horror. It's good at the end of the day. You want to see something that kind of gives you a nice little spark. I think The Strain is uh, consistent. It's consistent in its errors, and it's also consistent in its positives, you know? And I say that right. about most of the shows that I like. Um, So, yeah, now moving on, let's get to a Fambro uh, experiment favorite, not so favorite uh, extant starring Halle Berry, um, who is, you know, again, on paper, like we always say, we're going to say it again. I'm sure on paper, this look like an incredible Fambro type show. You have Halle Halle Berry, uh, who's an astronaut who goes to space comes back it's near future she finds out she's pregnant and then somehow we're trying to figure out why she's not pregnant or she is pregnant and in the meantime she has a husband who has created an ai like child who's trying to further his own career trying to create a kid out of you know basically an android kid um so anyway, I, I don't know, Chico, have you seen any of this at all? Have you caught I up?
1: actually I haven't seen Extent. Um, it's definitely so I saw something that said there were like twelve new non network shows in two thousand four and there were like twelve hundred new non network shows and I know Extent is actually a network show. It's just it, it there have been so many new shows just Fast and Furious coming at us that you know things slip through the cracks and that slipped through the crack and i felt like all right well if it's good i'll catch up with it on netflix and if it's not then no harm done um and from what i gathered it's leaning more towards the no harm done but maybe (laughs) i'm wrong about that
0: uh i just gotta say the tempo of this is super slow basically the first five episodes they're really just chasing their tails i mean It's got all the tropes that you would expect from a sci-fi show. Um, This episode, they basically... Or this week's episode, which was entitled, What on Earth is Wrong? Which is basically the question that all the uh, writers ask themselves, all the characters ask themselves. And Halle Berry must be asking herself, you know, what the hell is wrong with this show? I don't know, Um, Chico. It's just the, the... the exposition is just so on the surface there's no subtlety to anything people just talk about how bad things are over and over and over again it's masking itself as a thriller there's no interesting i don't know no second guessing anything you know uh this episode revealed that the husband's assistant who co-created the kid has bionic legs so she's right. also she's also kind of um, she is really all about this kid Ethan she really is protective of him whereas Holly Berry is struggling to figure out her own problems and doesn't really support or doesn't love Ethan as much as I guess this other woman who co-created him does but to find out that she has bionic legs or like legs that she can screw on it's like where did this come from and what you know now we're into some whole other thing and i don't know it was just too confusing it just came out of left field didn't really have anything to do with the story unless later down the line she gets her legs blown off or she has like jet rockets in her legs or something. i don't know it just was just really really strange and the dialogue is just so sappy um Lewis Jr. is Hollyberry's dad, which I thought was a nice nod to you know officer and a gentleman and uh I mean he's been in everything for the past fifty years, so right, you know, might as well play Hollyberry's dad at some point um there's also this kind of thing where she goes Hollyberry is constantly in a worried face mode, and right uh, you know tonight was no different. she's kind of got this puppy dog eyes, you know really like like what's gonna happen to me and she literally said tonight um i wish i was really going crazy so i could know so i'd know that at least i was going crazy or something to that extent you know they're trying to paint her out like this crazy woman and uh i don't know it's just it's not really changing a lot although i have to say this episode had a couple of reveals that were uh kind of interesting um but at the same time, it's not its not enough to make me feel like uh, it's moving at the pace it should be moving at. So, yeah, Chico, you're not really missing anything. I mean,
1: it's hard. I mean, the more shows they put on, the more, you know, duds there are going to end up being. I mean, they're not going to hit it out of the ballpark every time. And, you know, it's interesting because there was a movie where Johnny Depp was an astronaut and he came back home and he was different. Like there was some it wasn't the same thing, like he wasn't pregnant. But, the, you know, and, and I feel like that movie didn't do well. Um, and it is a very rich, clearly a very rich subject like that. You could you could definitely do it. Well, they're they're obviously not, you know, it sounds like doing it well. But um, I mean, I, yeah, the premise is great. And Halle Berry can be great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like I might, you know, I might wait till Netflix <laughs> or yeah. not.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's still interesting. I'm going to follow through with it because I do want to see it's a good exercise in writing and right. um, and to see how the writer's room is working these episodes out. So I'm I'm definitely going to stay tuned. Um, I don't think the fan are really giving it that much, um, but again, A Black Woman in Space... Right uh, you gotta check it out at some point. Well has cause... she
1: been in space on the show or like you know do yeah. I, mean, I know she was in space previous to the show starting, but have we seen her like in space on the show?
0: Yes, we have many times she has these flashbacks where oh uh, okay, that's when, cool. when she's in space, she actually has a time lapse and there was an incident that happened. And finally, in this episode, we're getting to see in her mind, we've only seen her interaction with her visions of her dead boyfriend. Who happens, right. who happens to be black and so he's the magic space negro he's always like appearing randomly and just saying things to her making her feel good and all these kind of things and then uh now we find out that there is an actual um i guess some sort of organism that we've seen, but this is we're five episodes- you know five episodes in we could have seen this episode three and they could have or at least at least three and they could have moved this whole story up a a lot faster um i don't know they just dragging it out and the, the dialogue and the rear projection i'm just going down the list of all the things that i've been calling out on this show right um Anyway, so let's move on from that. Well, oh, you had something? Yeah, just, I just
1: wanted to, just a quick couple of things, just so, just to add something on The Strain. I find a lot of the problems that I have with The Strain to be problems that I had with Helix as well. And I actually liked the look of Helix. I mean, that was a sci-fi show from about six months ago. Um, I found the look of Helix to be a little more, uh, I, 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 I actually really liked that. Um, But I had a lot of other problems where, like, the characters sort of didn't seem to, they didn't do things that necessarily made sense a lot of the time, which is always problematic in a horror movie because they're always sort of setting people up and having them do stupid things to end up in situations where they're going to be, you know... Killed badly, and that and and Helix was sort of uh, using this. Uh, it was sort of a twist on the zombie thing, while this is doing a twist on the vamp on the vampire thing.
0: Right, um, right. There, there's a ton of. Well, I, I think Helix is definitely in that vampire lore, even though it's it's a medical condition. Funny right. enough, Hatake, who who was on Helix, uh, the Japanese guy, is the h- huge. Japanese mogul on extant so there's a lot of oh interesting crust. he's
1: he's showing up on a lot of places yeah. he was the captain in uh, Sunshine which is a movie that you and I both uh, really loved from a way back and I actually think is you know I, I would put Sunshine above gravity um, myself but um, just as a s- recent space movies
0: right I uh, love Sunshine it's Danny Boyle and, film so uh, yep, yeah Fambros check out Sunshine. That's definitely on Netflix. I think I actually saw that on Netflix. Um, but we got some other stuff. Uh, what else, uh, last couple of shows? Um, Chico, uh, Black Jesus. You, what, what happened, Black Jesus? So
1: I had I was all set to watch Black Jesus when it aired last Thursday, and I had a change of plans that actually just had me out till something like one in the. Excuse me, <coughs> till like one in the morning. And uh, hence, I'm, you know, sneezing a few days later. But um, and so I missed it. And um, while you did, you know, hit me to the fact that it was on the internet. I just set my DVR, and it's actually recording uh, a half hour from now. So uh, by the time this is all done, and DJ Ben Hameen is, uh, you know, editing this all together, I will be watching Black Jesus. But I, I, in fact, have did not see it this last week. I will see. You know, the DVR is now all set, and every episode will be recording, and I will be seeing the pilot tonight. Um, I have very high hopes for it. Um, you know, I'm expecting an an urban life as Brian, uh, you know, life of Brian type of situation.
0: Well, I don't want to spoil too much for you, but I have to say I had a, a good chuckle. To me, it's a lot more web series than TV show, but what do you expect from Adult Swim? Right. You know, they're really into just throwing it up on the screen. There were some really funny moments that I thought were multi-layered in so many ways. Basically the premise is what if Jesus was one black and then two was one of your homeboys and what I mean not just In Jesus, Compton. Yeah, in Compton in South Central and but literally one of the cats who hangs out with you. Not like I'm down with him. Like literally one of the dudes you passed the joint to. And uh he's there's some really funny stuff. Um, there's some stuff that you just shake your head because it's so stupid. And, um, but overall I felt like, you know, I definitely want to see what's coming up next. Um,
1: and I would give it, that's a show I would give time. If there's some funny stuff and some stuff that doesn't work, like any comedy needs to work that stuff out. And I would be, you know, happy to work, to watch them work it out as long as there's stuff that, you know, is up to snuff, which seemed to be in, in the long trailer that I saw
0: yeah now it plays it plays well it reminds me of a whole bunch of other stuff um like i said it brings a little more web series to me but there's definitely some jokes in there that i think um you know everybody can get with and uh definitely not all up in arms like some of these people like boycott black jesus and us it's not even that deep I, i wish it was but it totally is not that deep
1: well, spe- speaking of boycotts, there's a HBO aired a show on Saturday that I haven't watched. That's like an Australian show that has a, a white guy in blackface playing like a guy from Tonga.
0: Nice, Jonah from
1: Tonga, I believe the show is, and it was showed. It was on HBO Saturday night. It's an Australian show, and apparently there was backlash or blacklash or whatever the you know in <laughs> Australia, and of course there is here. Um, it's, you know, it's 2014, it's we're more than halfway through 2014, it's not clear what, what somebody was thinking, I haven't seen the show, so I can't really, you know, comment on it, but, um, it seems pretty, pretty ill-conceived.
0: Yeah, blackface is definitely not something we need to be condoning these days. Uh, right,
1: or putting on the air, and I don't know, it just seems, you know... Um, it, 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 it seems pretty crazy to me that but maybe, maybe there's something that I, this part of that story that I don't know. But I, I do know that, you know, pe- people aren't happy and, and that it, 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 it certainly could have been very easy to predict that people wouldn't be happy with that premise.
0: Yeah, I think television, man, the competition's only getting bigger. There's a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, next month, right, Gotham is coming up, right? Gotham
1: will be coming up, and re- Gotham will be airing right before Sleepy Hollow, which I don't know if I can say that was a fan favorite, but that was a favorite of mine last year. And so I'm hoping uh, Sleepy Hollow, which is another time travel, although that's someone traveling from the past into the present. But um, I, I really feel like tone-wise, Sleepy Hollow uh, really hit it. Uh, you know, it was hitting it on all on all cylinders, and the performances, the writing, the casting, everything on that show was really good. I I, I think that's a really above average show.
0: Cool, man. Good plug. And uh, as always, fan bros, we bring you the awesomest in television reviews and movies. Definitely check out our regular show to hear how we break down the latest in geek news what have you we're gearing up for san diego comic i mean san diego no new york new york comic-con i don't know why that even flashed in my head but uh we're gonna be in full effect at new york comic-con we got our press passes we're official um the movement is moving forward so um with that anything else chico no, I I,
1: I just uh, I I feel like you know we we we've said it all, and the next time anyone hears my voice, I will have seen Black Jesus, and I will definitely uh, I'll be letting people know what uh, what I think.
0: I think a new TV show is following the TV habits, TV watching habits of Chico Leo.
1: Right. Well, you know, it's uh, there's a lot out there, and 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 some stuff does get through the miss the uh, you know. <laughs> It's through the web, you know, long days of the past when I could say, when I could honestly be like, yeah, I watched The Wire, you know, the night it premiered, and I watched Breaking Bad the night it premiered, you know, like, now there's like five things premiering a week, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right, and it's it, that's why here at Bros, we try and bring you the cream of the crop, otherwise you'd be right. stuck watching... The Leftovers, which I felt, although I hear now people are getting into, I can't watch something for eight episodes and wait for that long to get good. So it, The
1: Leftovers is definitely lugubrious, and I can't say that I love it, but I'm intrigued by it, and I continue to watch it. Although I DVR it, and I often don't end up, you know, it airs on Sunday nights, and I don't end up watching it sometimes till Tuesday or Wednesday. It's often the last thing from Sunday nights. But, um... I you know it's uh it's 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 not really like anything else and uh and it's definitely lugubrious so I can really see people turning it off like or or getting sick of it like it's completely understandable.
0: Well, I I think that's the best way to, to yeah. describe a TV show like The Leftovers. The word lugubrious, hashtag lugubrious, ladies and gentlemen. Yes,
1: leftovers, hashtag lugubrious.
0: All right, man. Well, that's going to wrap up our Fan special delivery episode. I feel like I'm broadcasting in the 1940s, but that'll do it for us tonight. And uh, stay tuned for our flagship show later this week. And uh, we'll be back next week with another special delivery. Peace and good night.
1: All right, good night all.